Welcome to our weekly Wednesday night shear. Just a few short days ago, a few short weeks ago, we were sitting by the Seder, <coughs> by the pace of Seder, and we began on the second night of, Se- of Pesach, we began to count the Sefirah Seymah. Counts you as Amen for seven full weeks. Seven full weeks. There are many different explanations as to why the seven weeks, like the Shiva Yomim of Tahara. The seven represents Tahara, the purification process that a woman goes through. And so too, Kal Yisrael was going through the purification process throughout the seven weeks. <coughs> the concept of the 49 Shari Tumah. 49 gateways of impurity to w- in which the Jews had sunk in the land of Egypt and how that too each day they elevated themselves to one level higher and higher till they achieved Teda, they achieved the receiving of the Teda on Sinai There are many different things that we talk about. We're talking about Chagashvus tonight. Pashas Nosei Mitzvah. We'll discuss next week. Although in that it's Israel, Achenu Bnei Israel will be separating from us. Achenu Bnei Israel will be starting Nosei this week, as they only have one day of Yom Tov for them. Only one day of cheesecake. Such deprivation. They have only one day of Yom Tif, and therefore the second day, our second day of Yom Tif, by them will be Shabbos Yom Shem, Shabbos Kodesh, and that Shabbos Kodesh will be a regular Shabbos, and therefore they will be reading Pashas Nasi. Many, many interesting questions come about. Beforehand, I want to just remind again, and hopefully I'll remind at the end of this year again, about the Erev Tavshilin. In order for somebody to be able to light a fire, to be able to cook, on Friday, for Shabbos, Because it's Yom Tif, to cook Yom Tif for Shabbos is not plausible. You can cook Yom Tif for Yom Tif, but not for Shabbos. So, in order to rectify that, the Chacham instituted the Eid of Tavshilin. The Eid of Tavshilin is, as we hear it, Tavshilin means for cooking. An Erev is something that encompasses. And by making this Erev Tavshilin on Thursday, before Yom Tov began, and the process the one goes through, we need to be mezaket to somebody else, we give the bread or a matzah to a cooked food, two things, a bread and a cooked food, an egg, a piece of fish, and we give this to another person, and there will be Mezakim from him, he be Zeichim from him, he'll take this, then the bracha is made, and we say that for this Erev, I'm allowing to be cooking, and eating, etc., lighting fires. Now that, in, within it, the prayer says as well, for anyone else that needs it as well, but we don't count anybody else into this, it's only for ourselves, and for our family, and our household. 
all the women to light candles on Friday afternoon as well. The Erev Tashilin is extremely, extremely important. If one, Chasashan, did not make one, one must go ask the local rabbi what to do. You cannot cook on Friday for Shabbos. Some will give an opinion that you can cook on Friday, but you have to just eat from it, partake from it, and therefore you cook for today. It happens to also be for Shabbos, but it's not really a trick. And also the lighting of candle doesn't work that way for sure. Therefore, Erev Tavshilin is something that needs to be taken care of tomorrow, Mitzvah It can only be done tomorrow, on Thursday, Erev Yom Tiv. The bread or matzah that is used for the Erev Tavshilin should be used on Shabbos each meal for the Lecha Mishnah as the second bread for Lecha Mishnah. And that ultimately is eaten with the cooked item Sudashlishis. Or as one doesn't have a Sudashlishis by the meal of the Shabbos day. Date of Tashil, therefore, is something that one needs to understand how they're carrying over, how they're bearing over, the bridging over, excuse me, from Yom Tif, from Arab Shabbos, Yom Tif to Shabbos. Now, as I said before, in Ed Sisrael, it's not going to be Yom Tif. Friday night is Shabbos. It won't be Yom Tif any longer. However, just as we make Kiddush Friday night, Shabbos, from, we add Shabbos and Yom Tif to it. In Etzisrael, they will only say Kiddush of Shabbos. They will not say any type of Havdalah for Matzah Yom Tif. Generally, when a Yom Tif finishes, one needs to make Havdalah, which is the cup of wine in which they recite separation of Shabbos or Yom Tif to a weekday. Whereas here, although they're going, they're not going from a Yom Tif to a mundane weekday, they're going from the Yom Tif to a Shabbos. And therefore, since Shabbos holds its, bears its own Kiddusha, bears its own, own holiness, therefore, Shabbos is sufficient in its own rights to carry over it's Kedusha, and of course there's no Havdalah recited. By Matan Tere we know the blast of the Shefer, the voice of God resonating, not echoing We'll discuss how it was that such a powerful voice should not have come back as an echo. But there was Kel Schaefer. It's also a long blast of the Schaefer. The blast of the Schaefer has a message in its own right. It tells a story. person who was hospitalized once and someone came around to blow Shefer for all the patients Jewish patients someone came around to blow the Shefer for all the Jewish patients in the room, there happened to be a not from yid. Not yet from yid. A Jew that was not yet religious. And after the blowing of the shefa, he had a lot of questions. Oh, 
After the blowing of the shofar, he had a lot of questions. And they tried, and they answered as much as they could. He wanted to understand what it was all about. Then he told everyone around a story. His story. He told He said, I served in the Israeli Navy. He was a sailor in the Israeli Navy. In a submarine. Submarine, as we all know, is underwater. Underwater communications is with the Morse code. The Morse code for those that are familiar with it, you know, there's dots, dashes, spaces. I personally don't know Morse code. I can't tell you, give you a lesson here now about how it works. It died. Because my computer, unfortunately, is overused by other things. Okay, welcome back to part two for tonight's video, tonight's share. And the Morse code, this fellow that was not from, not yet from, was an expert in the Morse code. And he was able to decipher the messages very, very quickly, literally, as if he was reading it. Then, as many Israeli boys do, finished serving he went to search in India and he came back to Israel finally as he returned to Atzisrael he saw an advertisement looking for somebody that was an expert Morse code to be in charge of several submarines to apply for the job you have to come to a certain office between, between 10 and 12 o'clock in the morning. So I ran immediately, and I only got there at 11.50, I mean, until I saw the message and everything. The room was packed, applicants. But no one was being called in sight. But there was music playing in the background. I sat down for a few minutes, I listened to the music. Enjoy the music. Then I got up. I brazenly opened the door. And I said, I came for the interview. Secretary said, there's many people waiting ahead of you, sir. You'll have to wait your turn. It's only till 12 o'clock. I didn't listen to her. I walked into the room, talked to the person that was in charge. After speaking for a few moments, I had the job. The interviewer went out to the waiting room, told everyone they can go home. Thank you all for coming. Sorry about the delay. We chose the candidate. You can all go home. Good. The guy stands up and says, It's not fair. It's not fair. The man came in last. Why did you interview one before us? The interviewer said, Did you pay attention to the music? Listen carefully. Don't you get it? The beat of the music was the Morse code. And I was saying, If you came for the interview, just open the door and come inside. And this man heard the message tapped out. And you didn't. So you're obviously not fluent enough in the Morse code to take the job. That's how this is, irreligious man in the hospital understood the meaning of Shefer. The interpretation is so beautiful, so true. Shefer speaking a language 
It's telling us just open the door and come inside. Change your ways, improve your connection with God. We just need to understand the language of the Shafer. To understand what it's telling us. One person in the waiting room said, Excuse me, excuse me, I actually heard the Morse code in the music. I decided not to open the door because I saw no one else was. And the interviewer said, That's not a valid excuse. If you heard the message, you should have come in. Why do you care what other people are saying or doing? And the same comes with the Shafer. It's inexcusable to say, I heard the Shafer's message. I understood it was calling me to do tshuva, but I decided not to, since I didn't see other people doing tshuva. That's not a valid excuse. If you understand the Shafer's message, open the door, come close to Hashem, regardless of what other people are doing. And this was the blast of the Shafer that was heard on Har Sinai. This was the message that the Shafer called out and said, Kindalach. Kindalach kum zum Taten. Kindalach kum und Herr Sagid bin Israel bin Yaakov. Atlanta, I love that beard. Oh man, spirit does well for you. <laughs> what day was the Tata actually given? We have Machlikis. A dispute in the Gemara. According to the Chachamim, on the sixth day of the month of Sivan. On that day, Asaras Adibris were given to the Jews. According to Rabbi Yaisi, on the seventh day. And according to the opinion of Rabbi Yaisi, another opinion of Rabbi Yaisi is on the fourth of seven. Excuse me, on the fourth of seven, it's told to Mesha. Separate fourth, fifth, and he added another day, the sixth, and therefore it was on the seventh. And Akarish Baruch agreed with him, and that's why his calculation was on the seventh, not the sixth. However, according to Halacha, we paskin for those of you that are already been chomping your chomps a whole week long and waiting for Friday, and you don't want to have to wait for Shabbos. So, for Friday, so be ready for your blintzes and your cheesecakes. And that's the Psaq Allah that is on the sixth day. We celebrate Zman Matan Teresenu. Mazel Tov. We need to understand, though, there are several places that the value, the shivas of the service of a person, Dafke, teaches us that the Aveda of a person needs to be done Bekeach Atzmai his own strength and therefore the Gemara if you keep in score at home Sanhedrin Peiches Amit Beis 88 side 2 the Gemara says Chamurim Devrei Seifrim Yesim Medivrei Tera it's more stringent the words of the sages than that of the Tera and therefore it's befitting that the halacha should be according to Rabbi Yaisi. That Moshe added another day, Midaitoi. And therefore, each and every one of us, each and every person was able to add 
from their own. The fact is, though, that the stress of the emphasis of Matanteda has to do with the highest spiritual place that one could possibly achieve. And this can't be done, this can't be accomplished by oneself. Madish tells us that till Matanteda there was a decree that the Yenim stayed above and the Tachtenim stayed below. Anybody that was below did not come above, and anyone that was above did not come below. There should be no connection even between them. Godliness, godly spirituality and, ritu- and spiritualness of God and to the ones, to the creations below in this world. However, by Matanteda, this decree as it was, was nullified. And God came down onto the mountain and Moshe went up into heaven. This connection was formed, this nullification of the decree was done because of Tater. The connection of two total opposites was done by something that's way above anything that they have. Since anything, dafka anything, or anyone that is without boundaries and without any kind of encompassed uh, just need the word boundaries, I guess. Dafka only such a person, such a, a, a entity could be the one to unite a Yenim Mishachtenim. And therefore, through the spirituality, through the, con- the connection that was brought down from the highest level of Kedusha, higher than any Tachtenim, and from the Yenim, this Tafka was able to make the connection the Yenim and the Tachtenim. Therefore, we understand Matan Therefore, it's understood, Matan connecting the Yenim. Connecting the Yenim with the Taktanim. So now we understand what Matantera was all about. It was a connection of the two, of the Yenim and the Taktanim. It was Amshok of Kedusha, a pulling of Kedusha of the highest of levels from the worlds of El Yenim, and therefore it was not possible. That Martin Taylor was was pending on the actions of the human beings, on Moshe's opinions, Moshe's decisions, but rather it all came from above, and therefore when we say it was on the sixth day, this is what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted. Therefore the, this, this level of Kedusha that continues from Martin Taylor is from the highest levels from a, the service of God of a person, and there's no... no... Can, no way of measuring within the person that they can do such a, can accomplish such a thing and therefore it goes and accomplishes on a much higher level from the lowest of low this is the lesson that we have for our own life when it comes to learning Tata a person cannot think about his own situation person should not take into calculation into account where I am spiritually 
and to think about himself if he's befitting to learn Teda or not. If he needs to make preparations in his soul. When the person sits down to learn, the person needs to cut himself off, as we spoke last week about the Midbar Sinai. To learn Teda without any preparations, therefore Chazal says, if you're keeping score at home, Erevin and David Amir Aleph, 54, side 1, Chateif, Bachel, Chateif, Vishni. Cut yourself off, eat, cut yourself off, and drink. Basik says, Pasach Yisrael, which is the Kriya Tera of of Chagashvus, and interestingly, the Mishnah does not tell us that we read the Saras Adibris on Shavuos. The Mishnah divides up and tells each Yomtif what the reading, the Torah reading is. And yet, we read the Saras Adibris on Shavuos. We read the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. This ultimately is an opinion of Abaya, where Abaya says that yes, we should read about the Yom Tif, as you do with the other two of the Shal, the other three, the other two of the Shalosh the three holidays: Pesach, Sukkot, and Shavuos. Shavuos and Sukkot, and we should read from the Torah where it talks about the holiday itself. However, says Abaya, we should read about the Asadis Adibis, the Ten Commandments, which is the mitzvah of the day. <coughs> no, 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 don't stop. No. The Pasuk tells us in Marjas Yisrael, Pei Kim is called Moir. And the Almighty spoke all these words, saying. In the Mechilta it says, this teaches us that he said, the Jews said, on Alhein, Hein, Alav, Lav. What's yes, yes, what's no, no. Well. These are the words of Rabbi Shmuel. The Mechilta says, Al hain hain va lav hain. On yes, yes, and on no, yes. What is this machlikis? Let us understand this machlikis according to Chassidus. Mitzvah there are two factors. When it comes to doing mitzvah one is the actual doing the mitzvah and fulfilling the want of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as the brachas of the mitzvahs all say, I'm fulfilling, I'm connecting with God. And another thing is each mitzvah needs to elevate, needs to purify part of the person's soul and body with the mitzvah that it's actually doing. And it says in Zaya, that the Ramach mitzvahs are say, the 248 mitzvahs are say, positive commandments are in accordance with the Ramach Evarim, the 248 parts of the um, body parts. Mitzvahs say, the 365 negative commandments are connected to the 365 sinews of a person. And each mitzvah elevates, purifies in one way or another a body part or a sinew, a vein, whatever it might be in the body. So therefore, when it comes to purifying the person through doing mitzvahs, there is a difference between a mitzvah sasei and a mitzvah leisasei, a mitzvah positive commandment and a negative commandment. A mitzvah say, what is the idea of it? You should do this mitzvah. 
and therefore it in essence takes the actual body part, the hand for tefillin, the hand for lighting a candle, Shabbos candle, the head for the tefillin, the hand holding the lulav and esrig, or any other thing, any other body part that you're using to do a mitzvah, and it elevates that body part with a mitzvah. With mitzvah's lesa, say the concept is, you need to deprive, you need to see to it that you don't do these things. And therefore there could be something bad involved here. And we need to be careful not to do this bad. Not to fall into, God forbid, falling down and tainting our neshama and our body. By doing something that's connected to this negative commandment. When it comes though to doing in Habayde, what the Creator wants of us to do, all mitzvahs are on equal plane. The ones that we do, mitzvah say, and the ones that we don't do, because they're mitzvah leisah say. And the the point of each and of both of them are, that through this, we are doing what God wants of us to do. And therefore, we now look at the Machlikus Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi Akiva. According to Rabbi Shmuel, he saw the Jews by Mount Teda, that Teda and Mitzvahs purifies and elevates a person. And therefore, I'll hain hain, I'll hain, On the mitzvahs I say, I will do, because that's what I have to do. And the mitzvahs lays I say, which I'm not supposed to do, I'll stay away from. It's the bad things I'll say no to. Rabbi Akiva comes along. Remember Rabbi Akiva's motto. Loving of a fellow Jew. Loving doesn't just mean to love, but to tolerate. To put up with. And there are many people that we don't have an easy time doing that. It's hard enough to love them, that's one problem. But to put up with them, and to tolerate them, wow. We all know that, we all know that somebody that we can't. The Akiva, the holes. On the mitzvahs I say, and on the mitzvahs lays I say, they answered. Everything they said, hey, yes, we're doing it. During Matan they felt that the foundation and the mainstay point of each mitzvah is to prepare and to get us ready to fulfill Ratzin Abeda in every which way possible. Both by doing mitzvahs positive commandments and by refraining from doing the negative. When the person refrains from doing that negative, he's doing a mitzvah. <clears throat> he's actually doing a mitzvah. And therefore there are times where somebody tells you, don't do that. And you resent the person. What I'm doing, in essence, really is... Some opinions say that it's not so bad. Some opinions say that it's doable, it's allowed, it's feasible, it's whatever. It's acceptable in some societies, some circles. <coughs> so when the person tells you not to, you look at that person with a little bit of resentment. Why are you depriving me? Why are you taking away from me? I want to listen to that type of music, to eat that type of milk, to drink that type of thing, whatever it might be. Why are you telling, taking these pleasures away from me? Why are you imposing upon me to do things? To wash negolasa, to give tzedakah, to give... Whatever it might be. Who are you to tell me? And instead of forging a connection with the person, when the person is actually doing it for your own good, and it's dvarim yitzim and alev, it's things that are coming out of the person's heart with an unconditional love. But yet, you find it as an imposition, you find the person 
imposing in your life. And you put up a barrier around you and you say, eh, I'm keeping you out of my four cubits, my Dalaramas. This is what Rabbi Akiva is saying. Al Hain, Hain, Al Love, Hain. That it doesn't, don't tell me there's something they call a bad mitzvah. There's no bad mitzvahs. If it's a mitzvah from God, whether it's a positive commandment or negative, it's a good mitzvah. Then, Rechaim HaKadosh, very holy man, he once came to the city, but he didn't know where he was going to stay. <coughs> he didn't know who he could rely on for their kashra standards. They live up to his standards. And he went to the marketplace and he saw somebody preparing for Shabbos and everything that he bought, everything that he took, he said, ah, the COVID Shabbos Kodesh. The COVID Shabbos Kodesh. Ah, he says, he knew this home he can stay. This town had a custom. On Friday nights, they would go to hear the rabbi would speak. And they'd go listen to his beautiful, inspirational divritator. Since the Rechaim's host was going, he went as well. Nobody knew who he was. But the Rav himself was a holy man. And he would tell them, Tera, that literally that he heard in Yeshiva Shamayla. Words that came from literally that he heard in heaven. He had an Ashamah that was able to go up the Maila. In the middle of the Russia, middle of his speech, the Rechaim HaKadosh corrected him. It's holy rabbi. Everybody reveres and, and looks up to and, and respects in such a high level. Everybody knows he speaks from heaven himself. And the Rechaim HaKadosh corrected him. And the Rav turned and said, I swear that you are Rechaim Ben Atar. You are the Rechaim HaKadosh. Because I heard this Vartaira in heaven. And your words, exactly how you just corrected me, was the exact words. They were right. And in heaven, this Dvartaira is repeated in the name of Chaim Ben Atar. That must be you. For you to have repeated it so well and clear, that must have been you. The following morning, the Rechaim HaKadosh again came to Shul, went to listen again to the Rav's Drasha, came again to Shalashudas. The Sultan came to this Rav by Shalashudas. And he says to the Rav, can you hurry up, please? Can you finish this third meal? before Shabbos ends, so Shabbos can end already. And then I've said to the Sultan, what's the rush? Sultan explained, as you know, on Shabbos, even the Shabbos that are in the worst parts of Gehenim, are permitted to go to Gan Eden. But when Shabbos is over, they return to Gehenim. And I can't take them back to Gehenim as long as you're not finishing Shabbos. Until you don't say Avdallah. So you're prolonging, you prolonging Shalashudas is making my job harder. So please hurry up. So I can send the Shabbos back to Gehenim. Eh, send it off. Leave me alone. Adirabha. Now that I know what you want, and I'm helping all those neshamas, you'll schwitz. And he's going to slap the salashudas. But the satans are nudnik. And he kept nudging, and he kept badgering, and he kept 
over and over and over the finally as many times the Rav told him what's the rush, what's the rush at one point the Rav exploded and he got very angry at the Sultan and said what's the big rush take it easy already as soon as he said that as soon as he exploded he turned to the Elam and he says bring my machinim go to the bench finish this meal that I made of make Abdullah so what happened why did you change your mind and the Rav explained that anger is in Gehenim itself getting angry is from Gehenim and after he became angry he knew it wouldn't help to prolong the Shalashudas any longer because the anger already ruined the moment so they may as well bench as the Asaras Adibis are read, we read we read the Pasuk Starts off, as we said before, Hashem spoke to all the words saying. Now, there's a very famous question. Lamer means to say it to others, tell it to others. And since B'nai Israel were by Matanteri, everybody was there. And even all the generations, all the souls of the future generations were there. Who was Lamer Lachirim? Who was the other one to tell it to? The Mazich Magad answers, Lamer here implies on the Asara Mamarish in Behen Nivrailam. We know we learned last week in Pekiavis, not this past week, the week before. The first Mishnah, Bedikei. Asara Mamarish Nivrailam. With ten Mamarish, the world was created. These ten Mamarish had to be told. Lamer. is to connect the Vayedaber of the Aseris Adibis to the Lamer of the Asara Memores. When a person, as we spoke before, has an approach to two different situations. There are times where a person sits down to learn Teda. The void wipes everything else out. It's all about Tera. He is with the Aseris Hadibis now. And there are times where a person goes to work. He's, he's totally into his work. Everyone said a story of the guy that sold Kaloshin, he sold the uh, boots. And um, Shabbos, and he was thinking about his business. So he said, ah, the cop licked in Kaloshin. The head's laying in the boots. The head, his head is entrenched in his boots. Huh? Yeah, I never saw a yeah. So, when a person is working, and they're doing a permissible job, a straight job, they're not fooling the IRS. They're doing it right. They're doing what the ten things of the ten my mothers the world was created for sometimes a person can think while I am doing this work I am totally detached from my learning of Tehidah and Chas Sholem can set up his actual way of life not in the way of Tehidah not in Tehidah life this is therefore the word Vayedaber also, when we're doing our job, we're doing some kind of mundane work, which is permissible work, it should be bound and tied always with the Saras Adibris. This is the way of a person's life, this is the one that needs to live according to Ashkafa Satayla. We know the famous Medish. We better hurry up. 
The Jews fell asleep the night before Matanteda was a sweet sleep. It was peaceful. Summertime, a shorter night. And they slept, and God came to awaken them. Finally, Moshe, it says, woke, awoke the Jews. He had to wake them up. Cheda, everybody has the same question. They're counting seven weeks now that they're going to get the Teda. Since they left Egypt, they're talking about coming to Mount Teda. How did you fall asleep? sleep, a peaceful you weren't even in a restless sleep peaceful, serene sleep we know that the neshama finds itself in a body it's limited it's limited in a way whatever the body physically could possibly do however when one is sleeping and the neshama goes up to heaven rises above the body it can reach and achieve much, much more. More than it could possibly achieve within the body. As the Rebbe explains in the Maimah, Friedrich Rebbe, Balai Lahu Tavshin. According to this, therefore, the Jews thought to themselves, let us go to sleep. We need to prepare for receiving the Teda. We can't make the proper preparation with our guf, with our neshama in our guf. We need to let the neshama go up and be elevated in the highest and purest place to be able to accept the tater. When the neshama will go up to this high place, it will get and achieve and ascertain all these highest levels of spirituality. It will be great. The idea sounded perfect. The plan was great, but this was considered a sin by the Jews. Because the essence, the tachlis of matan teda, of receiving the teda is to cause, as we said before, the alyenim hear the matter. That also hear the tachtenim, the physical, the mundane, the gashmias, needs to be imbued, needs to be enveloped in teda, and spirituality. The light of Kedusha needs to permeate through everything. And therefore, while they were sleeping, they were able to achieve much higher things. They didn't have to, though, detach themselves from their bodies in order to be able to do this. But to rather work within their body to elevate and to purify it. Only the body could then become a vessel for spirituality. That is in Pasha's Yisrael. We also read the Aseris Adibiris in Pasha which we did not read on Shavuos. But then we said before, we spoke about it before, and I said I would mention it again in the Shir Shem, so here we are. Pasik says in Vaschanan kill Godul the Yosef. The loud sound, the loud voice, but did not add. And the Chazal tell us in the Shmei Rabba, Shehoysel the Baskol, it didn't have an echo. Cheder, we have to look into this. How is it possible that such a great voice, first of all, didn't echo, didn't resonate, and secondly, more so. What's so big about the fact that it didn't have a baskel? Thirdly, in order for it not to have a, an echo, it was a miraculous act. God doesn't just waste miracles. Why did he need this miracle? 
as explained, brought out in Tanya as well, the revelation, the godly revelation that happened by Matan Teda was similar to the revelation that we're going to have, Lasad Lavai, in the time Mashiach Hashem should be tonight. And then the light of Kedusha will be at its ultimate level. And nothing will be limited, condensed. Even the most physical, mundane things here below, nothing will be hidden from God. They themselves, they will also become Kedusha. Pasik says, Yeshaya, the nigla kveid Hashem, and it will be revealed the honor and the glory of God and everybody, all physical beings will see together for this was spoken from the word and mouth of God. So therefore the nature of a sound when it reaches off a certain point it hits and it bounces back. It acoustics, it comes back. But if it becomes absorbed into it a soundproof room absorbs the sound, thereby it doesn't come back. So one of the reasons the Baskal was not there is because you didn't want to think, God forbid, somebody else was also talking. That it wasn't only God, it was somebody, another God, or another something, an entity, that was saying the same words. So therefore, there was, it was specifically made sure that there was no Baskal, so nobody should, God forbid, make that mistake. But here even more so, it permeated each and every one. It went into the physical, mundane world and put the holy light into each and everything. And the curl of Matanteda, therefore, did not have to, was not able to return because it was sucked up and sucked in and absorbed by each and every creation that heard it. I'd like to remind everybody once again about Erev Tafshilan. Don't forget to make your Erev Tafshilan tomorrow. A cooked item with a bread. He described it in the beginning of the year. And as the Rebbe, the Fidig Rebbe wished everyone, and the Rebbe sought to continue that blessing, should be Kabbalah's HaTayda V'Simchel B'Primius, acceptance of the Tayda, enjoy, and with total fullness within oneself, and we should be Zeich to hear to hear the new Tera from Mashiach Tzidkenu in Yerushalayim, Yerakredish, a happy Yom Tif, Nami Lochem, enjoy your cheesecakes, enjoy your Yom Tif, and make sure to see to it, whoever you can get to come here, the Ten Commandments should come near it.